Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like deer right there. Yeah, like, and he's 30 already yards. thirty yards. Yeah, he he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at one forty in the afternoon, back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yard shot. Sent the combat veteran, and I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure, super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes. And homie, what do we got? <laughs> we got big bucks on camp. <laughs> That's the third year in a row we've been able to say oh, that. Yeah, uh, we got we got smaller bucks on cam than we ever have. We don't have like a giant this year, like a a Mac Mac Daddy. 175, 180 class crazy whitetail, but it's kind of cool that we don't because our mind's set on like we have a lot of options of solid, you know, 150 class deer instead of uh, 
one giant that's kind of deterring us away from that. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, we're going to we're going to talk about how we're going to kill two bucks in October, how, what our game plan is. And we're pretty confident that we can get it done. I'm at least kill one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the most confident in October than I ever have been. And I've killed a couple bucks in October. So it's still what, eight days out from season and uh, some stuff. <laughs> Could still change, definitely, but it's <laughs> damn, bro. We're single digits. <laughs> yeah, it's here. So, uh, we're getting the people to make this possible. Get into the show. Um, you got okay. Last breath. Um, the YouTube channel is about to start popping off here. They've got videos lined up. We got actual season videos rolling out, full length hunt films. We got Last Breath Lives. We got video podcasts from the Last Breath side of their hunt cast. And of course, the WLP side from us going on there. So what we got coming down the shoot for the season and um, this series that we're going to get into, um, it'll all be on there and you guys will be able to watch it there. So be sure to head over there and give them guys a like and a subscribe to follow along this year. Yeah, and make sure if you guys are interested in that uh, Badlands code with Last Breath, reach out to us. Um, we've been getting a ton of messages about that. TikTok's so, on fire with the Badlands. Yeah, I know. Did did uh, did you mention it on there? No, nope, nope. or haven't said anything. Just, just posted two videos wearing it, and I've got probably seven or eight messages. Of, you know, a couple yeah. handfuls of people asking, "What in the hell are you wearing?" And uh, I want I want to get some of that. So. Um, yeah, they message us, and of course, we obliged. And it's crazy that people don't up. know about it. It must not be very big down south or anything like that. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So let's let's. What else we got going? We got Exodus. You have a trail cam tip of the week. Nice, prepared. Yeah, you like, like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just getting into my truck when I got in the uh, when I got in tonight from work, and. I have their sticker on my back window and it says life's a passion, pursue it. And like, as we get into the season and get ready to go out and hunt, you know, even on the slow days or, you know, if we have a hot rut, like we did last year, don't forget that like hunting is your passion. It's something that you, um, care deeply about. You really enjoy, you like getting out there with your buddies, your friends, and all summer you've been showing off the velvet picks and stuff. So just remember to go out there and have fun this year. And, um, that it's a passion that we all thrive to make better each year and uh, have fun. So that just kind of hit me when I seen it and uh, just kind of brought me back to remind me about what we're about to do this year. Nice. And shout out to Chad. Just did an epic, um, absolutely brutal elk hunt out there, just pounding away. And uh, if you're listening to this, the Dan Infault Whitetail Cribs is out on their YouTube channel. If you guys want to check that out, that's going to be super, super awesome. I'm excited to watch that. You get to see the pictures, but you don't get to go through kind of, you know, individual and, and see them up close and listen to the stories. So excited about that. Um, I'll hit you with the black rifle. Uh, use code Whitetail Legacy. Save you 20%. A lot of people have been using that, reaching out to us. We appreciate everybody that's been doing that. Uh, what else we got? That it? That's it, bud. All right. Ready to talk about these big bucks that. on cam. Yeah. How are we going to kill two bucks in October? So homie's going to do, he's going to go first rip probably as of right now. Um, without going into a ton of detail, kind of describe how, you know, 
I found this buck in this area and then we found this spot and it kind of came together mm-hmm. and then talk about how you're going to approach it. So I meant to ask you, um, cause I was thinking about this the last couple of nights, actually, I don't know if, did you actually see this deer, um, crossing the road at one point in time? Yeah. I seen year? him in the, okay. I seen him in the beans. Yeah. Okay. I seen him in the beans and then moved the camera and I kept moving it closer to that timber because mm-hmm. I figured that's where he was at. But I wasn't sure if he's betting on that kind of south edge along that ridge that's all the way to the south, or if he's betting up north up there on that green food source. I knew he was on that side and he never went south of there on Cam and we never had him across the road. Okay. On yeah. the other peak. So I knew he was kind of living right in there. But yeah, I actually seen that deer in the beans and velvet and then went in there and tried to run him down. So how we just like Cody said there, I'll just kind of back up a little bit farther. How we got on to um, this particular buck, uh, his name is Pickles. We mentioned him a couple times last year, and just like Cody said way at the beginning of this episode, that a super giant magnum gets us distracted off of really solid deer. And most of the times, probably more killable deer. And um, we had just picked up a new lease last year. And Cody was out doing a drive-by, happened to see this buck, and that got us our attention, at least in that area, is how we got on him. And then, like Cody said, um, there was already a scrape opened up by the time we had really started getting over there. And uh, Cody put the cam there, got him a few times. Um, We looked at it, got the direction he was coming from, and then we did the bread trail thing, got back into him. We're like, okay, where... Now we're like, we've got him at this scrape at night. Where is he bedding on the direction that he's coming from the camera? And, I mean, there's a there's a little bit of option there. At, at that moment in time, we think he was just living in the corn across the road. And, um, and then as season came in and the corn went away, we knew that he had to be to the west of there if, uh, if he was going to be somewhat close. And the time that he was there, yeah, on we the actually, camera. we actually, we actually put a set in on him during our rutcation uh, on the south of his home range. There, I was watching that the other day, and you go, "Yeah, we're going in on pickles." And I forgot that we went up there and hunted. <laughs> yeah, we did. Where we had that water pinch. Yep. Uh, on kind of the south end of his range, but I don't know if he crosses that public road or not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But. Yeah, I'm. I'm not either. And. Um, it, this is a buck that we don't have a lot of resources thrown at, but um, we feel very confident in what he's doing because we the intel or the resources that we do have are absolutely perfect. And when we did go in there and hunt last year, we didn't – well, we seen one deer. We, we rattled in a deer, and then I think we hunted there the next morning, or I hunted in, and then you came in and joined me or something. But we – had scouted that early we had cams in there in october and then we hunted there in the rut and at that rut hunt we went in there and scouted the rest of the piece um, to see it how it had opened up or changed or if more signs showed up or to see if there was deer even still bedding there and um, the sign looked really good we left the cameras there to run and we got some more intel and um, we kind of just took that same approach of what it's gonna be like when season rolls around, when we hung the cameras in the summer time frame, um, I don't know if you guys might have picked up on this uh, two or three episodes ago, but um, 
we talked about hanging cameras and it looked absolutely atrocious in there. It didn't look anything like it did in late October. It didn't look anything like it did in early November in July when, or in uh, August when we we're hanging cams, you know, we're just like, there's, it just looks completely different. And we hadn't really been in that area during the summertime. So we didn't really know what it was going to look like going in there, but we know what it's going to look like come money time. So mm-hmm. we're just, and kinda... I had mentioned that I had mentioned that we had literally no deer on that camera, like hardly any. And then he showed up in velvet not long after I mentioned that. And then now it was nine days straight. He's been there in shooting light, killable hours. If our season opened up the 15th, been dead deer, you know, but us being October 1st, we're still, we're still uh, just hoping that he's hanging on the edge. But we had mentioned this, like when we said that this spot was, we knew it wasn't going to be any good in the summer. There's no deer there. We were strictly going in there on that buck bed that we found. We knew something was used in early October um, and throughout the late late part of October. So we wanted to get in there early and not go back in there. We haven't been in there and no one's been in there as far as I know, because we got the main, the two main entrance and exits of that bedding area covered with mobile cams mm-hmm. and no one's been in there. So, so um, this is a spot that I had talked about definitely wanting to be in like a October lull or through the 25th of October if we get a really good cold front, a spot that I looked forward to hunting um, just because of the activity we had last year. And um, lo and behold, now here we are, we're game planning for a, you know, a blast off hunt come October 1 if the buck's going to be doing what he's doing now just because... Um, lo and behold, like if we get the wind right and stuff, but right now the temperatures look good for a early throw at this buck. And, um, I, I will say, I don't think I've had a buck on cam that consistent ever. And probably sunshine, sunshine was the only other deer that was remotely close. Yeah. Uh, I think he only did like six or seven days. Yeah. Straight. But I think I had in 15 days total before season in September. And this one's on like nine days straight, but I think I've got him there like 12 or 15 mm-hmm. days, sometimes in the morning, but he's always on the same trail. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, he really likes that trail. Just before we started the recording. The pictures look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, uh, you sent me one here two or three nights ago. I was like, okay, this is the same <laughs> picture. And then I look at the date. Oh no, it's the 18th. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like he made Photoshopped it. Him. He made Photoshopping <laughs> the dates. Getting yeah. Jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Photoshopping the timestamp on him. Um, but as far as like having a deer, you know, a, a mature buck and um, having him really, really pinned down and being able to have as much confidence as um, we're probably going to have come around the opener um, is kind of mind blowing to to the to me right now so something very excited about very excited about yeah we went in there um there was kind of a rub line and we followed that rub line out and there's an option to go left and an option to go right and we had a cam on the option to go right we had some bucks in there late october because we had hung that cam probably what the 15th or something like that 16th of, of October. Yeah. Of uh, October. Yeah. Of, of October. Now we got one in there 
and the South cam hasn't been very good, but there's, there's not a lot of bucks cruising in there yet, but we knew that there's a deer that was used in this bedding area a lot. Like it's a perfect setup backside of water, really hard to access without bumping this deer. It's set up first and that washout that happened mm-hmm. added another edge to where he's kind of got to go around that washout now to come to that to trail. And that's camp. why I think he's consistently on that trail because he has to go around that washout. And when we went in there in October, we scouted that. We said, okay, there's something in this bed. It's going to have to go around this washout. So we know we're going to be able to get him right here. And like I said, when I hung that camera, it, I'm looking at a bush, like, I got like 10 feet and a bush. <laughs> so they they have to be right there. You're not getting them on that cam. So it was not a how, bush cam. So yeah. So how are you going to go about hunting this deer? Um, and what, you know, what scenario are you looking for to go in and, and uh, kill him? So last year we had kind of hunted at the, um, at the, at the North end of the trailhead there, um, there was two scrapes there that really active. Uh, we just, I think we we're on the back end of that time frame. And, um, but you know, the week, if we were there the week before, I think we would have had a little better chance of actually, um, killing something, you know, solid. So we're actually going to, uh, move around and get on the West side of the trail and, um, still be about as North as we are, but still just get West of there because that's the way he's coming and um entry and exit for the wind that we're going to hunt there is you're going to need something well it's going to have to be either straight west or northwest southwest if he somehow skates out and behind you i mean he you got a chance of him winding you so going to look for a west or a northwest we're going to be on the west on the east side of the trail and um hopefully has has any deer been hitting them scrapes is are them scrapes opened up yet? Okay. I know we mm-hmm. kind of tried to start one there and obviously you're I just think, I think you need pick. to go in yeah. there when you hunt. I think you need to tie a tree branch yeah. hanging down. Yeah. Get I, a good looking branch there. Yeah. I was going to say the, the tree that we had the scrapes on last year, the branch was broken when we noticed that when we hung the camera. So, I mean, there was obviously a little extra activity after we had left there, um, that carried on. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll take care of that on the first hunt we go in there, but hopefully he just comes, comes on this trail and you know, it's a nice 20 yard shot. We can kind of see the tree that we might sit in on the trail cam picture, um, when, when he's cruising by there. So we, we have, we haven't really been in there and picked out a tree on that side. Um, that's something I wish we would have done, but, um, we were just comfortable with where we were at, but then now that we know exactly where he's coming out and how consistent he is on that trail, we know that we need to be over there on that side for just, you know, to be a hundred percent bulletproof because we've talked like this before, Cody, um, you're only going to get one or two cracks at him early and that's going to be about it. We think. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's not, it's the old deer. Um, he actually went downhill from last year, I think. Yeah, I, he's I still he has a really strong left side, uh, really heavy five with the split or kicker going off his G two and split brows, and his right side is just a eight point side. He's yeah, just, it's, it's just not it lost a lot. It used to be a five by five 
real good brows. And he he asked, yeah, he lost quite a bit, but, uh, you could tell by his age, he has a scar on his left butt cheek (laughs) and it's pretty big. It's like palm size. And that's, that's a trait that I picked up on him on trail cam. And, uh, in the summertime and then now sometimes all I get because the way that that trail is angled sometimes all I get is that ass cheek shot but he's got that scar and I'm like okay it's it's him you know I know because mm-hmm. no one else has got a palm size you know scratch on his butt cheek out there walking <laughs> around but probably, but probably when he was a mid 160 reached back there and had a bug bite or something and got that scar yeah, I don't he know probably got hit by a car, reach. and that's why his, <laughs> he probably got hit by a car, and that's why his opposite side is so weak. Probably, we've seen that multiple times where they get injured on one side, the opposite sides, yep. the weak, the weak link. But I mean, if both sides were like that, he'd be a mid one sixties deer. I think he'd be. He's really, really heavy. Um, I love how dark chocolate he is. He's super dark still. So, and he's daylight every day. Yeah, like, and the way you know something that you didn't mention is the way that this bed is set up how we're going to access it's damn near bulletproof to get into because he's in a low spot he's worried about the people that are coming in from the north more than the people that are looping around to the south and kind of crescent mooning in on him mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's kind of a perfect setup to go in there and make it happen just have to go slow and make sure you don't make any noise or hopefully you got kind of like tonight where it's kind of a little windy, you know, and cool. That'd be the kind of the best scenario. Um, but I mean, he was there in daylight on 93 days. So, I mean, that's how close he's been. And that camera's probably only 75 yards from, from that bed. So you're going to be setting up 80 yards, 70 yards from him where he's bedding at. Um, but yeah, that's our, that's our number one, uh, go-to buck. We had a really consistent, and I still think that that <laughs> scrape early is going to be money on the private, uh, on the high side. That's good. By the evergreen. Yeah. That's going to be no, though. Oh, the, where the plot is. Oh, okay. I mean, we still, we had, we had, uh, he was day, daylight there in the morning, two days ago, you know, squiggles. So mm-hmm. we got another buck called squiggles. I'm going to have to see that deer in person to know if I'm going to plug him or not. He just kind of looks thin. He does look a little, you know, thin. and I, you know, I, I'm not against shooting, you know, shooting a smaller scoring deer. It's just got to get, if I'm in there and I'm jacked up, I'm going to shoot him, but I'm just going to have to see if I'm jacked up or not more than likely that early. I'll be super jacked up and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, if we could go, you drop pickles and then we get a cold front and I go in there on that scrape, like I did on sunshine day and drop him on the 15th, we both got a buck down. It's going to be hard not to make that happen. Just, and then we're going into the rut, like we're shooting a mega, you know, we're shooting, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, that's, you know, that that's the number two buck that has been, incredibly consistent all the way through velvet i think i probably got 25 pictures in his folder and that's like just single shots of the time he showed up on different cams uh, been daylight on multiple different cams uh and consistent on that scrape there for a while he was there like five six days in the evening um and what was funny is we were going to tra- change our access up to that stand and uh 
that's what running these mobile cams gets you is you want to change your access. So you're like, Hey, I'm going to come in on the North side now, and I'm not going to bump anything where these bucks have been bedding on the South and this buck's bedding on the North now. So if we would have changed our access and not known that that buck was coming from the North off that cam, we would have bumped him going in to check that cam. Yeah. I was, so, I was just going to ask you about changing the access. Um, literally right before you said that, cause I was just thinking about the pictures and I was like, yeah, he's coming from the North a lot. And, um, if we go in there and hunt in the morning, he's going to be, you know, we're going to be staring at each other in the face 10 feet away. Yeah. So I was wondering. Almost in the morning, he's coming. He's, he seems to come from the South more like he's going up to the North to bend. So it's connecting the dots. And then in the evening, he's coming from the North to South always. So if you see the pictures in the morning, he's almost always facing North or he comes in from the west and comes up there and hits that scrape even at nighttime he does that so to me that says he's bedding north somewhere looping around but he hasn't been on the north north camp so what i'm thinking about i want to talk to you about is i got that scrape stick either putting a scrape on that access road that we normally drive in on Mm -hmm. or putting a scrape up like the bottom of the food plot area or something to see if we can get him there at a certain time frame to really narrow him down. We got a really good idea. I feel like he's going to be one of those deer that's pretty yeah. killable. I feel like early. he's going to be just like Sunshine. Yeah, so do I. And Sunshine like to bet on that south side, but we, you know, we we have that's one thing we have no cams in there now. Right. But we haven't been in there, so we know that that is a buck bedding area. So one cold front, you throw a set in that, it could be magic. Mm-hmm. So. I just know if we go out there and hunt, we're going to probably see that deer. Yeah, I think that would be our best bet. He's just been he's just been on all the cams on most of the farm on the south side, inconsistently. So that's two bucks that I feel really confident. Pickles, I feel like incredibly confident that you're going to be able to go in there and smash that deer Mm -hmm. uh, the way it's set up. If he, you know, if he continues to do that, but. I'm literally looking at a 10 foot gap. So even if he's there sporadically or nothing, and you got that Northwest wind, you got to go try it because yeah. he could be, he could be on the backside of there. He could be looping around a different way, but we know he's been in there for so long. You know, even if he does change, you got to throw a couple in. And I would, I know you're not supposed to hunt uh, in the morning in October, but if you had the right circumstances, you went in there Friday after work, opening day, and tried him. And then that Saturday morning, it was going to be cold, and you had the right chance again. I'd go in there and hunt him again because it's public, and you're only going to get too, so many hunts before that deer gets bumped out of there because he's not very far from the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be someone go through there. But like you said, you're only going to get one or two hunts at him. So if you see pickles in the evening and the stuff doesn't connect, and you can make a move on him, I wouldn't go in there in the morning and try him. But if you don't see him that evening and you felt like you got out of there good, because that's going to be the challenge is yeah. if you don't see him, you know he's coming past you more than likely. <laughs> right. So getting out of there well, and get- is going to be a challenge. That's why I'm thinking leave your stuff, roll out, come back and try to get him in the morning. Because we've had him there like four or five mornings way into daylight. Yeah. So – I was if just you got s- a colder morning, like it's supposed to be, might just leave everything, jet out of there, 
and then come back. And that would be the safer bet than tearing everything down right next to his bed. Yeah, you'd be way quieter. You could, I mean, be more limber walking out. Uh, I mean, you could literally just squeak right yeah. out of there, leave, leave the bow. I mean, leave everything. Yeah, I feel like if you bump that deer off the field going in in the morning, okay, that's bad. But it's better than bumping him 60 yards from his bed. Yeah, in evening, getting down with metal clean, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like a dude's walking in on the field. Oh, I got bumped off of there. That could be a guy going fishing. Could be a guy scouting. Here, you know, I'm six years old. I've seen it before, but I like this little timber spot as my bed, and I'm here and I'm comfortable. But getting bumped sixty yards from your bed, I don't think that that's that's the best. So if he doesn't show up, then and then exiting there, you're gonna have to make a plan on walking through that corn probably when you exit or something because if he goes out north and you don't get him you're gonna have to loop around south and yeah i was go walk up the road or something you know try to get stay away from him as far as you can and maybe give him a pretty good chance to get out of those beans because he doesn't come back in there he's coming he in you know he doesn't he's exit in for a while and then, yeah he's coming in some he, you know some he's way. He's coming back in there. I think I've had him a couple of times where he came back in there maybe like two hours after he went out. So you got mm-hmm. a pretty good gap in there. Give him some time, loop out. That's stuff you got to think about when you got to buck this early. It only takes a couple of times and you're smoked. Unlike Pickles, where he's there hitting a scrape and going back north, if you don't get a shot of that deer, you know he's way away from you access to south. Uh, but with or with squiggles, I mean, but with pickles, mm-hmm. you don't really know what he's doing after. No, because it's so wide open. He's on the field. He's leaving there. Yeah, yeah he's I was. The field, I, so. I, I was thinking, you know, probably Friday night's hunt. If you know, you don't get a crack at him at seven oh four, like he's been showing up here. Um, it's going to be a long sit in the dark, just letting him yeah. feed out, you know, and get it get away. And then that was my plan: is just go, um, kind of like where that deer was down there, bedded coffin, you know, get get out there and yeah. then get just get out of the timber on the south end and probably take getting I mean, that low spot getting that low spot of that field and walk out that low spot through the beans and then getting that corn and just take walk off. in the corn you know yeah you got to go 300 yards through the corn in the dark to get to the road but just stay away from because we you should be able to get a couple cracks at him if you don't bump it right you know and, and that's why i think you know if you don't see him and he's not there then he's not there yeah then maybe take your stuff down you have to make that decision but uh i would might if you're going to plan on hunting that next morning i might throw another set at him but but yeah uh, that's two bucks that i feel really good about the third spot um the kill in october i'm thinking uh we had some intel the second week of october um there was a really good 10 pointer that was hitting in the very south side of the the public the very backside of the public. Um, we got mobile cams running back there. We already got the short time 10 back. Um, a lot of deer that we had that time of year, that 10th, 15th, remember they were there, they were there, they were there, yep. and then season came and they were gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, those deer are going to be there, you know, so I'm really banking on that ridge with all that sign and stuff, that 15th to 25th-ish range in there. Uh, I feel really confident about getting a crack at a deer during that time frame. Uh, 
As for the new lease that we were talking about, I don't, we need to pull some more cams out there, mm -hmm. but I'm not confident in that piece. Um, we are going to kind of make a hoorah set, like I want to call it, down in the bottom, um, just because there's a bunch of oak trees down there. Neighbors got a clover field, food plot. It's on the way to ag. We want to get a camera down there anyways. We want to pull the cards and kind of make a game plan. So um, I was thinking maybe Sunday, if I'm back crushing down in that Creek bottom and making a set in that walnut tree and then making a scrape down there, hanging a cam, pulling out, pulling get the other out. cams, get it all set up in the dark, you know, basically, and then roll out. Mm -hmm. That that was my plan. Cause I, I feel like there's a good chance to catch something in those Oaks going working in that cornfield or that bean field or the clover field, a lot of options there. Um, and it'd be a fresh set in a brand new spot that we have nothing to know about. Yeah. But, but, you know, going off of last year's Intel, there was a lot of scrapes down there, a lot of buckside down there. So that would be our, probably like our number three set that first weekend is I'm thinking go down there and try to put a set in that bottom. Uh, if there's nothing else that's on fire, you know? Right. But, uh, the plot, it seems like it's so big now. I don't know if it needs a frost to get tenderized again or not, but there's there's not very much stuff eating in that plot now. So, where, where do we have? Uh, where do we have? Or in the the plot by the scrape tree or the the bean plot? Yeah, the plot by the scrape tree. The plot by the scrape tree. We don't have any intel on the plot on the bean plot. I, I was going to ask you that. I know you, I know you went out there and moved a couple cameras. I'm just going to ask kind of on that part of Boonertown where we got – I seen you on pictures you sent, like it says, the middle draw. Uh, where is that cam at? Is that the north that's pinch? The north. North pinch? Yeah, north pinch. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I said I got that scrape stick. I don't know whether to move it at the bottom of the plot mm -hmm. or up there in the corner on the cedars or something just to try to get a little bit of intel on the bucks that are there, how they're using that property. But there, the plot on the South was pretty nipped. You, there's been some stuff eating on it. So I think maybe throwing that scrape stick out in like one of the open spots in the beans. Yeah. Or if we shoot just, shootable from that tree, if we just put it on that far edge, that Southwest corner edge or something. Yeah. Because we could shoot it from that the tree that we cut out. Yeah. And then that's set set up good for a south wind, something early, maybe. Uh, but we don't have really have any intel. But if you guys have noticed with us talking, we're running these mobile cams, so we're not going in anywhere. I got a bush on the food plot <laughs> cam on private. I get two hundred blanks a day, but the deer are consistently there in daylight pretty frequently. So I am not going in there and, and cutting down one bush that would save me, you know, I'm running unlimited on it. So yeah. it's literally just batteries at this point. Batteries so and clear I'm like, the SD batteries card. Solid. Yeah, clear the SD card. But, I mean, it's solid. So I'm not risking going in there and knocking that. And it's something that grew up after we hung the camera there that's involved with the plot. So it's not mm -hmm. like something we could have prevented. It's just something that is there. And I'm like, okay, first cold snap, it's going to die or 
the first time it's going to be very satisfying just to swap that sucker, <laughs> you know? I would say it's just like so, uh, it's taking pictures of deer when it's supposed to be taking pictures of deer, just like the rest of my hunting shit. If it's working, it's probably going to get left alone, you know? Like, I ain't going to yeah, change I mean, it. I'm just like, I'm just going to deal with, I'm just going to delete 200 blanks a day yeah. off this damn green bush that just, <laughs> you know, it's a big leafy bush. It's just blown around. And you can see it. It gets the blanks. And then it won't be in there. And then there it is. You know, you're like, <laughs> right on the edge, smoke, right on the right side. Just, uh, but uh, we're not going in there and ruining that spot over, you know, trying to have stuff perfect. Like there comes a point where we have learned that putting so much pressure on your ground isn't worth having the perfect setup, like the perfect food plot or the perfect tree stand set up or everything's money or you got a mode access trail or that's you can kill without that the main thing is do not pressure the shit do not pressure your deer out of there because in eight days you're going to want to go in there anyways and try to kill something but if you've been in there five six times trying to get your food plot right or you're spraying weed killer in front of your cams or you're freshening your scrapes or and you're in there day after day after day they're not going to be there they might be there but they're not going to be in daylight like they are now the reason they're in daylight is because we ain't been there in a month. You know, that that's that's why that's why pickles is daylight because yeah. the first time that someone goes in there and bumps him, he is not gonna daylight every day in the same spot. Big duck bucks do not do that. You know, and, and last you just year, gotta get lucky. There it's more than luck. You gotta find an area where you know a big buck's gonna be, and then you gotta pick the right tree to get him every day. Like it's just you got to be like, all right, this, if I was a deer, this is the trail I would use. Here's all the rubs coming out, the scrapes. This is a trail that the main using. Boom. And then sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. You know, say, 90% no, of the time it's, we're wrong. It's not like he's coming up there to hit that scrape and that's why he's there. He's there because that's his trail. Yeah. He, that, he's you know, real confident. Right. He's like, I've been well, here. I mean, I feel like once he's that far north, He's committed to go to that field. Oh, yeah. He can I mean, see all the way to that field. Yeah, he's made the decision he knows there's 40 no yards danger. ago. No. Yeah, yeah, he made the decision to go right or left there. And we got – I kind of wish we had that south cam closer, like right on mm. that right. Yeah. You know? Right where it like, starts to bend okay, back he, north. Yeah, right where they get pinched from that water and mm. they got to go right they got to go left. Yeah, that would like, be – you move that sucker up there, you know, you know, you know, okay, he went right. I need to come in from the south and loop in. Okay, he went north, you know, because he's got a good option either way right there. So, you know, you don't nail it every time. I've been thinking about that. I'm like, damn, if that, if that was, I even thought about, I was talking to my wife a couple days ago. Man, I had to wait until he exits the north. And then I go in there at night and move this thing up. But I'm like, it's too close to season. You're going to get your ground sent in there. Shit's going to move on him. Like, he does not care about this camera as at all. Does no, not look at not, it. No. Not do nothing. I'm like, I'm not uh, touching anything. Even when know? he's coming in in the mornings, he is not even yeah, directly at, at it. it. He just, just gives just no shit. Like, nothing. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm not going to go in there and mess him up at all. So we talked about early season. We talked about pickles. We got early. We talked about squiggles. We got early. We got chips and dip. He's on the edge. <laughs> we might get him on a cold front. We know he's bedding somewhere remotely close. Might be one of those 
you know, kind of light rattle morning cold front kind of deals maybe work. I don't know. Um, I'd like to kill that deer. Super cool. A lot going on. Uh, but, and, and I just want to say, Oh, here comes chips and dip. Like it's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, like a said, Mexican I'm, restaurant. I'm bro? Exci- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about, uh, well, he's going to be like my appetizer and then I'm gonna kill a bigger buck later on in the year. Oh, right so he's on. like, the, okay. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm going to kill the cheese quesadilla in November. You know. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get chips and dip out of the way uh, first you know we need to find uh, this cheese quesadilla first <laughs> i need it yeah I'm, I'm hoping for a, just a magnum i'm calling burrito supreme just smashing <laughs> but uh yeah so uh and then um kind of in the same spot where pickles is i'm really excited about that 20th of october time frame in there i mean we had a ton of bucks daylight there um and we're just using that past intel now um and we're running mobile cams there so when those bucks show up i feel like i was looking at those pictures i feel like half of those bucks that went in there probably bedded and then went out the north what? the ones that were there like 9 30 in the morning on the south oh yeah, yeah yeah you know i feel like they went right up in there and bedded mm-hmm. and it went right out hit that sign on the north and went right out the same way pickles did and we missed all that so if you get something coming in on the south, you know, you're going to be like, damn, I need to be in in there, you know, on the north. At least maybe I can rattle at this deer. Or I can get a sighting at him and kind of piece out how he's coming out. If he's going in there, really not a lot to bed north of there unless he cuts around. No, the, yeah. And, you know, and, the lake. and the way I feel like that the deer travel is, you know, he just come from that way and – He's like already been there, already seen that. I'm going to keep moving onward, you know? So I feel like yeah. getting on the north and getting in front of them is the thing to do. But I feel like they went right in there embedded and probably chilled for the day and then looped back out and yeah. went right out that way. So I'm excited to see, you know, use that past intel on that and make a plan. Um, one thing that we need to do in those areas, we need to, you know, we need to freshen up those mock scrapes when we do go in there and hunt. Um, that's something that we like to do. And I really think that that adds to your success. If you do have a camera, you know, a lot of people pee in them. A lot of people put, we, we had good success with grave digger. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bucks hitting it off that we've had good success with peeing in them, but just literally roughing up that dirt, um, is enough to get them deer kind of to hit that. And then once you get something hitting it, even if it's a pork and horn, then stuff just continues to keep it open, you know, and, uh, what, you know, the spot on the, uh, North or the, be the West Cedars on public where I drove and flattened all that grass out. Cause I was getting blanks on the, on Boonertown, you mean on the mobile cam. Yeah. Yeah. On the Boonertown. Yeah. You, that bush that was right there that I couldn't run over with the truck. Yeah. They put a scrape on that. Really? It's all tore up ground scrape there. They're not hitting the one like on the bush. tree that the camera. They're not on. hitting the one on the tree. They're so hitting that's one good. out there. That's good. But just because I flattened that grass in that area, that was enough for them to. They're like, should I oh, get a I'm scrape? Start here. A, yeah, I'm gonna get a scrape over here, you know. And it's kind of like a, a little, 
open spot where they like hanging out now. And, <laughs> it's weird, you know. I and just like Cody said, a small six pointer has carried this scrape and this camera in this location all summer yeah. long. It's kept it up and open and kept other deer yeah. coming there. So now that. So that's why you were out there and moved that grass is because that buck was still hitting that. And now, look, it's got into a better spot just off of yeah. the six-pointer, just keeping it alive. Yeah, I mean, you don't need a giant hitting these scrapes all the time. But if you got, if you can go out there and freshen it up and pique the interest of that young deer, some does, go over there, get that scent, then, man, here comes big boy. Now he's hitting it. And now you're like, okay, he's still there. He's still there. That's That's – 90% of the battle is where is this, is this deer still in the area? Then you can game plan off that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going in there blind, it's hard to do, but, uh, we're going to really kind of, when we hunt that piece that we hunted on the South and you know, it's midday, I feel like we need to cruise up there and scout that North and make sure the shit isn't getting crazy. Cause if the shit's getting crazy, you might need to alter that camera to the South a little bit to pick up, any sign where pickles is at okay so if you go in there and hunt the south i feel like you need to scout kind of the north and just say okay these scrapes are really opening up i need to move this cam or in and get more intel yeah Uh, how far would you like how far would you go past them scrapes scouting i wouldn't go any further than that yeah okay yeah i'm just gonna you got that sign once you got to that sign last year where those, you know, a bunch of tree rubs and stuff right there, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go much further oh, yeah. than that. But kind of yeah, best case scenario would be take some zip ties with you and zip tie a tree branch on that old scrape that was there that lost its limb and try to revive that. I just zip tie one straight down from the one that's like head high yeah, and try to get it, you know, waist high, nipple high and try to get something hitting that scrape again. And maybe... You know, if we got some code blue or you can pee in it or something just to freshen it up and, and get it going again. Because it would be really nice to know that he's even if he is hitting that scrape, he didn't walk behind that camera. Like, if the scrape's there, I feel like he's going to go and hit it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, that's something that would be nice. But As much as he's hunkered I, down in there, he is claiming that as as his, yeah. his spot, you know? But I've never been – there's only one other time I've been confident, this confident that I was going to kill early, and that was homeboy. Mm-hmm. And I went in there in the morning and messed that up. So uh, I've never been this confident on this many bucks this early. But it comes back. We just like – the mobile cams are they, – they change everything. When you have no pressure on everything – and you know exactly what's going on. You might not know, like you might be missing deer, but if you're getting a deer and it's consistent, like imagine if, imagine if Pickles was in there, consistent, mm-hmm. consistent, 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 and you didn't have a mobile cam in there, even if you had a regular cam and you're like, wow, I'm feeling really good about the plot. And then you go in there October 10th and pull that cam and he was been daylight the last 25 days. Yeah. And you had no idea. You know, it's just that MRI, that most recent information. Or just like we were talking about, talking about, you go in there and pull that cam and he is bedded there. And now you've bumped him six yards from his bed. Yeah. Just like we were saying, you know, something that we're trying to no, he's avoid. Been coming out, he's been coming out at 718 and you're like, shit, I got off work late. I'm going to roll out here and snag this cam yeah. and yeah. scout this yeah. area. And then you bump him 
because you have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have you done that in your past where you're like, it's kind of close to the edge. I'm just going to grab this on the way home. And then boom, you bump them and you get home. You're like, oh, dude, this, this has been lights out, you know, and I, you, you've missed it. You've just like last year, we had those cams in there and you missed all of it. And now you just you're, boogered you're, them up a little bit. Yeah. You're a week behind the game mm-hmm. with a regular cam. With a mobile cam, you're in the game all the time, you know? So super valuable to, to have out there. And it, when you have as many as we do, just the amount of time that it saves pulling cams, once you get the right batteries in them and they're working good, don't touch them. <laughs> just let them rip, you know? Yeah. But, uh, and then, of course, that late October, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm confident we'll have a buck down in October this year, which is something that we've been struggling with the last few years. So if stuff keeps going, should be pretty good. But that late October for, comes around. We know exactly where we need to be. Should be real solid back on that ridge. Uh, the new piece, have no idea about it. No idea. The new lease, uh, ass loads of does there. So when that first doe comes in, I mean, we, there's shooter bucks there. I mean, they're just not consistent. No, yeah. So, and, and like most people would be pretty jacked up with the deer that we got over there. But when you got two solid bucks that are so consistent, you're pretty much like, man, that piece is kind of trash right now compared <laughs> to what I got going on over here. You know, like. Like three years ago, we'd probably be like, yeah, man, this this place is nice. But right now yeah. it's just like, just like when you had, just like you said, consistent and in daylight shooting hours yeah. and we're, we're eight days away. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. what do you want? It's there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and saying all this chicken change in a minute, you know, some, we were just saying tonight, someone goes in there scouting and bumps that deer on this public land. Good chance he might come in there again. Cause okay, it worked. I, you know, this spot away. worked for me. I seen him come in. I got away. Or, you know, but maybe once is all it's going to take. You never know. But there's going to be something in that bed. That's one of the – you. we run into beds, I don't know how many we see in a year, and there's only a few that I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> you know, it's like – and that just sets up to where you're like, okay, there is something using this bed. Because mm-hmm. you just got to think about you. Like, would you be there? 100% I'd be there. There's no way – I got to commit up that little ridge. And if I commit up that little ridge, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. Uh, same. That's st- why like, if you had a straight North with a light wind, be a risky move. Cause your thermal is going to be pulling right towards that water. Mm-hmm. So you need something West and steady. Right. To get you away. 100% from away. But he's feeling North. I'm good. I'm used to people walking this trail to the north of me. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the people are on the very north side up here doing their thing, duck hunting, whatever they're doing up there. I'm cool with that. But nothing, nothing, no one's coming in from me, you know, southwest. There's no reason for a person to be down there. So uh, I think that's going to be textbook. And it also is nice that he's been there the last 10 days in daylight. I mean, that that helps a lot, too. Like you said, <laughs> that really boosts your confidence. When I'm like, 
is he going to be here? And then 708, boom, 704, boom, 702. I'm like, this thing is 658. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You should be in that stand from 650 to 710. You should be on eggshells, like, with your bow. Like, Just standing, right, bro. Cody, yeah. Cody texted me yesterday. He's like, he's like, is he going to show? So this is going for day nine in a row of shooting hours. Is he going to yeah. show? And I was like, yes. And he did. And then tonight was a no-show. But he just walked behind the cam. Yeah. Just walked behind the cam. He's still there. Yeah, yeah. Just walked behind. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. But he could definitely change. But one thing we got going, no acorns on that property. So mm-hmm. that that helps out a lot. We know he ain't going to switch from that. No soft mass, no fruit trees on that property. We know he ain't going to do a big switch from that. No food plots on that property. We know he ain't going to do any real switch to a green food source or anything like that. The ag is north of him. The beans are already brown. Yep. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that is falling into place. For him to we stay. We know bucks like to be in there. The only thing that a bump it, that would happen if someone went in there scouting, you know, oh, crap, it's the weekend before season. I'm going to go run through this piece and check it out. <laughs> and he that deer gets bumped. That's the only thing that's going to change mm-hmm. what that deer's doing. So... But we're excited for October, if you can't tell. Um, we hope you guys are, too. Uh, most of the time, we're not this excited for October. We're kind of like, we're excited to get out hunting, but we're just kind of going through the motions to we're, wait to get to late October, you know? Yeah, I would say we're not um, as, like, amped up to get on a buck like we are right now. Because right now, I mean, we best-case scenario that we got, and usually it's... If, just- we, if we could hunt in September 15th, if we could have been hunting... Since like Missouri opener yeah. or September 1st, we'd have two or three dead bucks right now. Like that would be consistently there. Like, you know, that we know where they're bedding and we know where they're feeding. You know, like they say, you know where they're bedding, you know where they're feeding. They should be a dead deer. Like, yeah. And in this case, in Squiggles and Pickles case, I know where you're going feeding and hitting scrapes and I know where you're bedding. So you're pretty much dead if you go there because I know how to not bump you. You know, that's the only thing. I know how to get in there and not mess you up. Mm-hmm. So Pickles is going to be a hanging hunt kind of scenario, so you're going to have that challenge. While Squiggles is we got a preset stand on private with perfect access. Move the stand back. He's hitting a scrape broadside about 18 yards. Shit, you know, Pickles that. is going to be sub-15 probably, 2015. So – you're going to have the challenge of getting set up on him, shooting lanes, the privates, mint. Private's shooting lanes are there, stands there, access is good. That corn on the private is green as hell still. Really? That's, that's going to be there okay. forever. Good. Yeah, that's, it's going to be there forever. That's good. So that should help too. Yeah. I've seen that today. I'm like, that stuff is green still and everything else is it's pretty much brown. Out. He got yeah. it in. He got it in super late. So everything was like six foot tall. And I was like, that's the worst looking corn. <laughs> yeah, but it was like knee that. high. You know? yeah. It was terrible. It was almost 4th of July just, and it was barely knee high. Yeah. Yeah. So everything else is like head high damn near already. And it's just out there looking trashy. I'm like, it's looking terrible, but um, feeling really good. Um, hopefully you guys can, you know, take something from this and try to apply it. Uh, main thing is, is you still got time. You know, if your season opens October 1st, uh, try to try to get on a buck. Think, start thinking about that past intel where you've got trail cam pictures or you've seen deer or anything like that to try to make a plan 
Um, and we have enough property now that ha- not having an excuse to have a bullshit hunt shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like every hunt should have meaning. You know, that's something that we're trying to do. Like if I hunt, I'm going to be going in and trying to kill short time, 10 trying to kill pickles or trying to kill squiggles or chips and dip. Like that's, that's it. You know, I'm not going to go in. I'm just going to hunt this draw over here to see what's there. And if I do that, I'm going to go in scouting and, you know, try to set up in the best case scenario, but we got enough. Like I said, we still got to pull all the North mm-hmm. cams yep. on, uh, on the private. So, uh, what do we got? Five out there. So, yeah. 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 We got the mm-hmm. South Cedars, the North Cedars. Oh yeah. The, the South edge. Yep. The, cedars by the house and the draw in the back where the other stand is and then the other draw in the back back so yeah five or six out there right so could be a lot of intel on there we got that's something we got to decide like nothing's really daylight there we know of should we go in there and rip one good trail cam pool and there might be something lights out like if that split two bucks lights out in the cedars you wouldn't <laughs> want to miss that you i know, know I, mean? I know so something you got to think about but you only get so many hunts to pick I, where you want to go yeah and, and like i mean having, especially with everything we got going on like we only got so many days to hunt they're already numbered and we, we just don't know what the number is you know what i'm saying like we can't yeah. probably go hunt every other Tuesday. Like that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know, we're just going to be straight up yeah. sending it full on the weekend as much as we can. And, um, shit comes up on the weekends. Like I know probably, I know Saturday of opening weekend, like I ain't going to be out there. Um, I'm sure one other bullshit Saturday night on, in yeah, October. I'm not, I'm not, I got, I got birthday parties opening day. Like I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, your just, kid only gets one six birthday. I'm, I knocked out both of them in the same day <laughs> right it doubled so, up yeah i doubled up on the i got i got the first and the 10th or the fourth so i'm like the first and the fourth so i'm like all right let's just combine these yeah only wasting one weekend <laughs> and uh you know the wife's like well let's do a little trip one last trip before winter starts and it happened to fall on the weekend that both seasons started and it happened to be the best daylight buck we've ever had in our <laughs> life i'm like every night i'm like buck was there buck was there telling her like pickles was there pickles was there yeah <laughs> she was like well you could go that you could take off work and go that morning i'm like oh i'm not i gonna do that i ain't gonna do it, it ain't i just, gotta wait it's, it ain't a.m babe it's p.m yeah yeah he's there a.m sometimes but he's there p.m every and day that's... so i gotta i gotta save it but uh uh like i said we're super jacked, man. Just ready to get out there and rip. I know. Tired of talking about it and ready to do something. Um, yeah. I guess before we wrap this up, we'll just kind of lead into what we got coming down the chute. Um, this is just kind of updating you guys on what we got going on. We haven't done this for shit. I mean, months of just Cody and I talking about what we got going on, especially with season right around the corner. Um, and then next week, we're going to release an episode um, – talking about what we got coming up for season and some episodes that we had been working on all year. And um, we're very excited for that. And uh, the Last Breath guys and Grant were a huge part of helping that 
happened for us and um we're excited to bring it to you guys we got to do some finishing touches on it but other than that it is ready to go and um hopefully you guys enjoy because it's something kind of kind of out there off the left wall so yeah i mean we we decided we you know we talk about it all the time we both got kids we're both husbands we're both working a bunch um, we're trying to utilize our free time as efficiently as possible to do what we love. We love podcasting, but we're hunters before podcasters. So we came up with a way to bring you very, very good content, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, with it being pre-recorded months in advance. But we're talking about top a topic that can be covered any time of the year. So. Uh, but we're we're gonna come in and, and update you guys on what we got going, and of course, if we kill you guys, are gonna get to hear the story and stuff like that. But when it's November 9th, we're not we don't want to be trying to round up a guest because we got a Wednesday coming up, and we want to get an episode out for you guys. Um, we haven't missed an episode; we missed one in four four years. You know, what I mean, so we want to bring the content to you, and this is the most effective way to bring you high quality content when you guys want high quality deer content when it's in deer season and you guys want the bangers after bangers after bangers it's hard to line those guys up and you'll see it during season on podcasts they start talk they start doing a lot of podcasts about themselves they start doing maybe one of their hunting buddies he was successful they're not getting that high quality content on their show because these guys are hunting they do not want to be recording podcasts they got too much stuff going on just like everybody else mm-hmm. everyone's busy and then you throw hunting season on top of it and it just gets <laughs> radical <laughs> schedatical yeah. out there you know that's how your truck looks like it, it gets, got turned upside down <laughs> yeah yeah literally I got you know time every, for this shit. you got plans and then deer season hits and shit you're good for about two days and then shit is fucked. <laughs> you got two hunts organized and then your shit is wrecked. Or, or one kill. Like, that's it. Yeah. You one know, kill, one, uh, <laughs> one good buck kill, shit's wrecked. It'd take you three days to get your shit back together. You'd be I like, know. I lost half my shit and I can't find anything, but I got a buck. That's right. That's good. Right. So, uh, so hopefully, you know, I mean, I just couldn't imagine dragging one out October 1, like, just rocking. I'd be like, God, this is sweet. <laughs> and then, you know, five days later, smoke another one. Like, that'd be oh. off the chain. So, yeah. but. Be a lot of filming. Um, like always. Yeah. Like always, man. We, we love you guys. Um, next episode, we will be finally bringing you what this series is about, what we've been working on. Um, I really believe that people are going to get a lot of value from it and really enjoy it. Like I said, I don't think it's ever been done. Even really talked about like one episode. I've never seen that even done on like one random episode on a show. So we're always trying to think. Every year we do some something different in season. We did the rut, ca- the, you know, we did the rutcation every day last year. We started the Legend of the Woods. We're always trying to bring you guys the most valuable content and trying to start something new. Um, the download numbers have been incredible. Can't thank you enough for that. Uh, get just me and you on here talking, getting the most downloads, you know, we ever have. So pretty incredible. The gear is starting to really come in fine tuning. Bo's shooting good. Yes. The weather's here. 
everything's lining up to really, really either uh, rock or flop, one or the other. It's time to nut up or shut up right now. <laughs> yes, it is. So uh, pretty much, you know, when when you guys hear us next week, it's it's, it's go here. time. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, it's here. So, so all right, guys, we love you. Uh, appreciate everything you do. Keep hitting that play button. If you feel like leaving us a review, we'd love that too. Um, try to leave a legacy. Always try to do the right thing. And White Till Legacy is out.